Hey, hey, thanks for checking in, everybody. This is your host, Billy Bear, of course, and welcome to Off The Map Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything jujitsu related. Got another awesome episode here for you guys, and it's uh, going to be just me today, so it's going to be everything that's going to be jujitsu related. And um, today, I want to talk about and uh, and just kind of dissect the process of picking a good jujitsu gym. So I want to go ahead and talk about, like, uh, in this episode, for my guys that, of course, a lot of them already have an established jujitsu gym, but um, for uh, my people that may be moving, like, a lot of, I have a lot of people that are on my team that are in the military and uh, we're close to Lackland, and uh, whenever it comes time for them to PCS, they're going to different places, uh, sometimes in the state, sometimes out. But the beautiful thing is, internet's going to help us be able to find and do good research and get some uh, get some educated decisions whenever it comes time to pick your next gym or pick a gym if you're starting for the the first time. So, jujitsu, of course, it has a, a journey that everybody gets on that's different. It's an individual. Um, um, process and, and um, adventure for everybody. So this endeavor that we choose to get on, it's something that is going to be, of course, unique to you that you draw your own experiences from. A lot of times you can draw similarities with your friends and uh, and teammates and, and, you know, even, even you know, opponents. So that's why I think this respect in the sport is gained and understood by most. So a lot of people are always going to be respectful and they're going to be loving about like the competition part. Maybe they won't, but it's just the different personalities, you know, and it's not just in competition it's going to be in your gym too this is going to be one of those reasons why i make this episode so whenever it comes to picking a good gym a gym that's going to be effective and, and, and healthy for you what are some things that you have to know about yourself to understand you have options and there are different gyms that are going to cater to what you appreciate more right we got we talk about all the time we talk about what kind of person are you on your on the mat? What kind of a, what are you striving for? What are your goals? Right? These are personal questions that that we ask and and gain from. So, uh, if you want to go and compete, or if you want to, um, you know, just take your kiddo in somewhere, or if you want to, uh, you know, take your kiddo in somewhere to uh, be, you know, learn how to avoid being bullied or get off the the games or they want to be more disciplined you want to be more disciplined more respectful or maybe you want them to have more confidence right there's a lot of different things uh, that draw a parent to a jujitsu gym and that can be attacked and the, and the beautiful thing is jujitsu itself can address a lot of these things that people want uh, to have uh, fixed or or just correct it, uh, you know improved on whenever it comes to themselves or their children so Understanding where the goal is for the gym is going to be very important as a parent, as an active uh, jiu-jitsu um, player yourself, whenever it comes time to enroll. So is your gym going to be mainly only competitors, right? So does, does the coach focus on the guys that only go out to the gym, uh, go, go out to the tournaments, and then much less what kind of tournaments? Are they going to be the local ones, or are they training hardcore, and are they only going to like uh, prestigious ones? That's a pretty legit like uh, approach. I like that. It, it's going to, you build your name, right? But uh, in my mind, it's like you build your name with who? You have to have people established already if you're going to be like that. So um, that's just, you know, it's it's exclusive. And that's okay because if you want to be prestigious and you want to be like at the top of the, as, uh, as uh, my boy was talking about, Randy Savage, if you want to be the cream of the crop that rises to the top, well, then you're going to have to go ahead and just be around killers all the time, right? So that's going to make you 
um, have to make that decision, which is it's pretty badass if you ask me. If you're going to turn around and you're going to choose, like, I want to be a world champion, I want to be mistreated for a little bit. I say mistreated, and that's what some people describe it. But in martial arts, man, that's not even a bad term. Like, oh, man, they they uh, don't talk to me as much or whatever. That's a common thing. It's not a good thing, but that's something you run into all the time. So Professor wants his guy that's going to go out to world uh, to win. So he's going to go and put more time into that guy that's going to um, do that, you know, which isn't a bad thing. But whenever it comes time for class and everybody should be learning, you know, who is who's going to be teaching the majority of the class while coaches maybe helping out like the, the specific competitors. That's a real thing. I haven't, you know, been in that situation. There's some like one time I did whenever there was like a uh, competition coming up and I was just getting my guys that were competing ready on that specific day. And, um, you know, I think those things are important. Is it a routine thing? Is it happening all the time every day? Coaches just looking for handpicked guys just to invest in and then not, not um, you know, cater to the rest of the team. That's a real thing. Uh, you got different schools where uh, nobody even really cares to compete too much. I got some guys that came in from, from other schools and then they were mentioning how they uh, their mindset is strictly just going with the flow, just enjoying the process of jujitsu and just getting that feel of what jujitsu should be in the sense of um, not being submitted. If you just don't submit me, then I, I can win. That's a big Gracie kind of approach. And there is different kinds of like a Gracie uh, perspectives and philosophies. You know, Carlson Gracie, he doesn't he doesn't play that kind of game at all. Smash and pass. You know, that's that's actually some of the root of my jujitsu too. Uh, is going to be the the essence of Carlson Gracie, Marilla Bustamante, then uh, Salazar, and then also um, from uh, from the Ohana side as well. So there's going to be different things that. I can understand because I've seen um, I've seen my different uh, schools and then how they approach things, right? And that also gives me some perspective on how I can approach my uh, how I how I want to approach my gym as well. So you got schools that man, they just love to uh, to roll and they like to feel the essence of the role. And there's been times where I've heard I haven't experienced this, but I've been told firsthand there's you know if you roll too hard, people go, like, hey, 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 calm down, calm down, let's. It's jujitsu. And so, you know, there's another gear that you can get into and everybody does at my gym. I mean, you know, there's there's pros and there's cons, you know, you you can avoid injury by doing that and, you know, flow rolling all the time. But then if it comes time to go ahead and go against somebody that's like uh, always, you know, ready to push and, and knows what competition feel is 100 percent, then, uh, man, you're going to be in for a wild ride if you're going to if you just want to train, because those are completely different ways of training every day whenever you're talking about the different schools. Those are just two different types of schools so far I'm thinking about, right? And then you got other schools that are like are maybe heavy in the kids. You know, I think we have a really, really big kids program, but we also have like uh, killers on our side, man. We also have like guys that just come up and just keep keep getting after it. You know what I mean? I got so many um, guys that are that are from uh, that are from uh, uh, Pararescue. And then I also have uh, some guys that are going to be from... Uh, um, what is it called? They're uh, tack peas. So uh, the pararescue guys that are in the team, man, these guys are these guys are guys that can fix a wound and do surgery in the field while they're getting shot at. So it's easy to teach guys like that. You know, I can't even really take credit. You know, whenever I tell them basics, they get it down. It's like whenever I talk about a neo, whenever like they jack them out of the matrix. 
And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I know jujitsu. Like these are the guys that I can imagine are going to be the replicating that the most. Whenever I tell them, hey, make sure you get on your shoulder, the shrimp. And then they just learned that, you know, five minutes ago, boom, they'll just blast somebody off of them whenever they just explode into a, sh in a shrimp, getting on their shoulder and getting out the way. It's really cool. But um, what I'm just basically getting at is, uh, you know, your gym, how, who are they catering to, correct? So if you're going to have, you know, a bunch of kids, you know, one thing to be mindful of, and this is something that I honestly uh, have a, a struggle, I struggle with sometimes at my gym, is um, support. How many coaches are there to help out with the kids program? Uh, is there a message that the kids are maybe getting? Does this even have to be something for a kids class? Only the coach talks to kids and gives like a message, you know? Our professor, uh, Professor Jason, he likes to break things down. He likes to have a talk with us and he likes to tell us like a you know, stories, and he likes to relate things to like our word of the month and stuff like that. So, you know, um, I believe, you know, uh, whenever there's that connection, that that reassurance, and then there's these stories, and then there's these aspirations and achievements and, you know, analogies and all these different kinds of things to help us learn, break down, comprehend, understand somebody else's journey, somebody else's struggles, um, stuff like that then it's like a it's it's a pretty cool little mix and and uh, whenever you implement like a coach like that like professor jason um into into the gym it's really cool and it's aspiring because uh whenever you have somebody that's kind of like a i don't know he's like a motivational speaker whenever he talks man it's cool because he can help you recognize what needs to be done and uh and basically make you feel good about it at the same time that's a skill that i honestly like uh, am working on all the time because you know uh, i talked i talked about it before about like being yes men like i don't have room in my life for yes men there's i've come too far and i don't got as much time to where it's like a a challenge to even hang out with my family whenever uh whenever i'm like in full swing of things before getting the hernia so it's like a you know making sure that everything is, is is correct, you know, it's it's important. And um man, I think Professor Jason, he's he's a really cool guy about doing that. So you got like Ohana HQ where it's just huge and it just continues to grow. One of the biggest schools in town. And like um, you know, I, I believe a big difference is like how a coach talks to his students, right? And we were talking about it earlier, like uh with different guests that we've had and like they love their relationship with their coach and that's what a very important thing is like how is your relationship with your coach is he some guy that's like a you know you can't get to him like there's a bodyguard or something you know not necessarily but you got that feeling of like uh oh man i can't touch him he's i can't ask him a question you know he's too busy or he's you know it's it's, it's a dumb question or he's gonna laugh at me or it's not gonna be important enough or he's gonna make me feel little you know those things they happen i've seen people like like react in every way from different kinds of responses that they do get and uh um it's it's a gamble if you don't really uh pay attention to that as a coach but uh you know you also have like different ways that you can coach and i have a very specific way and it's not for everybody um you know i'm not a yes man myself and i'm not man hats off to my professor because this dude will be able to like um make you be like you know what i do need to fix this you know and he'll tell you he'll help you draw it out yourself so he'll tell you how to fix things and how to become better and how to grow and how to you know enjoy life but pay attention to these things too and it's awesome i think having somebody uh in the gym to strive to be like is uh i mean like uh, maybe not strive exactly to be like it's not the right words that i'm trying to use but 
somebody that you can admire as a person, I think those are important things, right? What kind of person is your professor, you know? And um, I'm, I know I make the mistake sometimes of making people upset, you know? I'm not, I'm not perfect. I never claim to be perfect, you know? So whenever I come across as like, a, you know, brash, I believe that I'm, in my mind, which is something that I have to fix because I'm the, the sender of the message, is, you know, I'm, I'm being honest with you. So sometimes I'm short. 99% of my guys, they understand that. And then there's even some folks, you know, that, you know, they don't. And, um, you know, it becomes an issue. And I do try to break it down and talk. But I believe that having that open door is going to be something that makes a very big difference. Because in my gym is no absolutes. And I know that there are absolutes in a lot of gyms. I've had people that would ask me something, say that they've seen it somewhere different from before, and I'll be like, hey, let's train it both ways. It looks like this way, maybe even just as effective, if not more. I, I like that I don't have to work as hard. And then it's like everybody's like, all right, let's do it. So um, I think everybody has to be coachable. Being coachable is something that never stops. A professor should never stop learning. A professor should never stop training, and a professor should never stop competing. This is why I have like... I always make a joke because I lost my old medals. I left them at a, at a house um, with all my other stuff. I just like reset my life. And I grabbed my backpack on this breakup. I grabbed my backpack that was full of electronics. I thought that it was full of my medals that I've won from white belt to purple belt. I had walked out and I had like a Nintendo Wii with me and a bunch of wires that you have in like the drawer of a house that like, you know, everybody has a drawer of wires because there might, that wire might be needed one day. Who knows? You know, there could be a very big catastrophe happening and you pull out that freaking wire with the, with the yellow, the red, and then it has a white color on it. And you're like, let me change the world. I don't know. I'm just going too far, but I grabbed the book pack, the backpack that, um, didn't have my medals. So I finally got to where I was going and opened it up and my heart sank. It was, man, like, um, it was a sad situation. So that little, this little side story, right? Like I lost maybe <clears throat> two thirds of my, my medals, maybe 75% of my medals, two thirds of my medals. I would say I was already seasoned in, in, uh, at my purple belt. And whenever this happened and I just kept competing and I've gotten on the podium at IBJJF, you know, every year since then, a couple times. And uh, haven't made haven't made it on the podium at Worlds, but that's you know that's just the journey. That's just the way it goes. So that just kind of pays a little bit to my caliber. You know, I'm good in Texas, but uh, you know I got some work to do whenever I go to Worlds. Being real with myself about that helps me. Helps me grow. Helps me fix what I need to. Helps me be uh, more prepared for what to expect at the world level. This is why I think gyms should be paying or not gyms but you as a person as an individual should pay attention to what jujitsu is today and then put your game in because there's old school guys that are always going to be growing whenever they implement the new world games whenever they implement the new jujitsu so whenever you start to adapt and continue to grow that's going to be one of those things that's that's super efficient right so making sure like uh you understand what your coach also is your professor what where he stands, you know, is he a guy, uh, is he a, a man that you can say is good? What do you see as good? So then, you know, in that, you can already have that kind of a comprehension of what you want to see in him and, and actually strive for that. See, because there's different personalities. And uh, is it somebody that's willing to invest in you? Is it somebody that's going to say, yeah, 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 that's good. Just keep going. Just put the pedal to the metal. 
Don't worry about fixing anything. Just keep getting after it. Get one one tournament after another. You're doing great, but you're not getting the results you want. You're just making friends on Facebook or you're you're just happy that you're there. That's okay, and if that's part of your journey, then you should be happy just about anywhere. But if you're wanting to get better and if you want to get into the competition circuit and you want to be on top of the podium, it's so cool to see like my boy Sean. He's somebody I'm going to have on here eventually, but he's like a guy that's like, uh, man, he is on the podium whenever he competes. And it's crazy because as of late, um, we have uh, injuries and we have things and obstacles that we got to overcome. So he hasn't been competing a whole bunch, but the dude is, helps me out with uh, 8 p.m. class. He also helps me out with my kids class all the time, especially whenever I've been out because of the, the injury that I've been dealing with. And um, man, the dude manages to find ways to like compete and it's cool. Like he he's uh, he has his girlfriend and then they they work, you know, they live they don't live together, but they uh, you know, they're they they're together, you know, they're they got a life and he has a job and he has he has a lot of responsibilities. He's the the next highest guy that, uh, you know, rank wise promotion, um, you know, at the gym whenever it comes to like the way the office works. So I, I rely on him a whole lot. And this dude manages to go and get results at a tournament. And it's so cool. I think that pays homage to the academy that he trains at. And he's I also can't take credit for that 100 percent. This dude goes and, and trains at like HQ and then he'll come in. He'll he'll hop in with with uh, some of my classes. He'll turn around and keep a good good healthy attitude and he aids in the atmosphere of the gym because you can see him smiling you can see him if if he's dealing with something you would never know and uh you know the professor should be the same way and the professor should be in a a, a sense where you know whenever you get on the mat you should feel happy to be there you should feel excited and you should be ready you should be motivated to learn and grow so i think that's something that should be at every gym and i think every professor that gets to that point has a little bit of that because you you got to invest to be to put on that belt to have that title you have to like uh you know put in that work there has to be those nights where you're working putting in your your you know burning that oil and getting after it so any professor that has a black belt on that's running a gym totally like a you know um I should say they're certified, you know, they're qualified. It's just how much value, how much value does um, you, the mat have after that? What kind of connections are being made? What kind of uh, people are there? You know, it's important to see the type of people that are there. You got to be able to trust your gym. So if you can't trust your guys, that's that's tough. You know what I mean? And, you know, as a, it's it's something that you can... I, I think you can work on, you can fix, you can see as far as, a, you know, I don't want to talk from the pers the professor's perspective, even though I've been doing that for, for a while on this episode, I'm just trying to keep it separated. But, you know, you can see things and, and try to get ahead of them. But if, if not, like that becomes part of the atmosphere. And I've, I've seen different things and uh, heard different things. And it's important just to, to recognize that to literally be able to read a room. So then you can gain your best judgment. And then you can choose if this is where you want to invest is this does the school have contracts a lot of schools do my school does how long is a contract you know is it going to be for a little while for a, a year two years you know it, it all depends um you know on that as well you know and how much that that also is going to be something you know if it's 
you know, if it's they talk about world class and then like, uh, you know, you're but you're limited to come and you don't you, you're not going to get attention. You know, you're not paying for you're you're helping people go compete. You're not necessarily maybe paying for the technique that you're learning, you know, and um, or you're not learning it as much. That's you know, that's just something that could be very true. And uh, I love this episode because different schools just have different approaches. And, um, you know, there's no. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's just everybody's individual way. It's just another echo of the jujitsu uh, endeavor that we're on. Whenever it comes to you choosing what you want, well, what is the coach you're going to have? You know, I, I know that I got a lot of 90s people out here, uh, 90s and 80s babies out here that listen because uh, the demographic, it shows the crowd that I got on, on Anchor. So um, remember whenever uh, Ash, he goes up and uh, he gets into the office. I already, I already forgot the... Uh, you know his his uh, the doctor professor um, that was helping him out, but he gets to choose. He gets to choose if he wants you know um, Bulbasaur, Charmander, or Venusaur. Not Venusaur, Bulbasaur, Charmander, or damn it, I was trying to be. I was, man, I hate that I'm 35. Man, see Bulbasaur, uh, Squirtle. There we go, or Charmander. I was about to say uh, Allen Iverson. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's, you know, you get to choose. And every one of those little guys, those little Pokemon, they got their little different kind of uh, um, style. You know, you got your fire, you got your water, and then you got your, uh, you got your, the, the weed one. It grows weeds and then kills you. So, you know, it's different ones that, you know, different strokes for different folks, as they say. And, um, and it's a pretty cool thing. It's a pretty cool thing to be able to choose your gym, to be able to make sure you understand what what is it that you're trying to gain out of it, what is it you want to achieve, what kind of person do you want to be. That's I think that's even that's even more important than um, you know anything else. Whenever you're whenever you surround yourself around people, there's this thing that they say is like you know if you if you're around ten bankers, you're around nine bankers. Then I'll show you the tenth one. If you want to hang around nine knuckleheads, then I'll show you the tenth one. So, you know who you surround yourself around is very important. And uh, you know how tight knit is your gym? You know, like uh, you know, like are is are people doing things together outside of the gym? Are people getting together, taking care of each other? Some do people know about each other's lives? Do people know what's going on? You know, are they reaching out to each other? It's it's a lot like uh, the the professor is very important. But it's also an example. The professor is an example of how everybody else could be with each other because this is, again, what jujitsu is, right? So how is how do people treat you on the way in and on the way out? How do people treat you after you've been gone for a while? Do people even contact you? Things like that. These are all important things because sometimes we, we slip. We get a little bit down in life and don't feel like getting up. I'm tired. I did it a week ago and, man, I just a little, I got something to do today. But... If you get a text message, and sometimes you might get a text message from me, I know for a fact that you'll be getting text messages from like other teammates too, which is a beautiful thing at my gym. Like people are going to call you, encourage you, and call you out. They're going to tell you what's up, and they're going to be like, "Hey, man, we miss you. You need to get back on the mat." It's beautiful, man. It's a beautiful thing, and like, uh, and um, I just, uh, you know, think that most gyms do that. You find that you find the homies, and then everybody's like, "Hey, where you been?" You know, so. Make sure whatever it is that you are trying to achieve in your jujitsu, you're conscious about what you're walking into. Contract-wise, your professor, the team, the mat. You know, is how clean does the mat look? You know, 
you can always ask like hey is, um has anybody had like any like staff or anything before like what how do y'all do y'all clean you know how often do y'all clean you know like uh and you can always ask that if they look at you crazy if they look at you in a way where like that's disrespectful that's something that's like uh it's important to know like uh if I were to ask a hospital, like, hey, how y'all clean up in here? How often do you clean? They'd probably laugh at me because they'd be like, man, we clean we clean after you you get up and walk out, you know? So uh, it's important. It's important to know, like, the hygiene of the gym, you know, how, how uh, um, effective or how sharp is your professor on keeping that etiquette, you know? Because, you know, there's keeping the mat clean, and then there's also kind of like having the atmosphere where i feel like i'm just laid back and like yeah you come on the mat you come say what's up you know and it's it's not like 100 percent you got to bow and and that but it is a, it is something i say when you go to the other branches you have to do that bow when you get on the mat go up and shake the professor's hand stuff like that and then you know they do it they even do it here in my gym but it's just nice for people to say like man it just feels laid back like it feels like you know nobody's gonna be you know doing any kind of nobody's gonna get mad at you or be shunned if you show up late you know, you just, you know, stand on the side of the mat, wait to get called on, and then boom, you're ready to go. And these things, I believe, are important because there is some kind of, like, rule set to jujitsu. There has to be some kind of, like, a, you know, keeping everything like a certain kind of um, organization, I should say, and just having a kind of ritual and routine and a tradition. So, you know, take a look at the bathrooms. Take a look at the mats. Take a look at at the walls take a look at the windows and the mirrors and you know all that the equipment you know does it, do the does it stink you know does it does like it and sometimes you know gyms get muggy and that's okay but like uh how often is it clean you know what i mean so those things are they're super important they're super super important what kind of geese does the gym have like do they have do they make you buy their own gi or are you able to go get your own gi and if like they do, why do you have to get your own gi? You know, you we make we offer in our our um, enrollment the gi, and it's going to be at a price where you're going to be able to get it if you end up getting like a Amazon one, and then you get patches, and then you go get it put on. You're going to pay the exact same price than if you would have just bought a gi from us that already has the patches on it, and then it's already like a decent gi, uh, name brand gi. So then you're not going to be buying something off Amazon. And um, you know this is something that we let folks know. And then, uh, yeah, like uh, it's just something that some gyms, it's required, um, you know, for other folks. Like uh, you can just bring your own gi and you can, yeah, that's fine too. So, you know, that's that's something. It's little, but, you know, again, for everybody's journey, it's their own journey. And uh, also one, another super big thing, you know, there's this term that a lot of people that been thrown out whenever I was young in my jiu-jitsu, it was called criante. And that means a trader in Portuguese. And if you're looking around and and, uh, and training at other gyms, you know, is that allowed by your professor? Is he going to be mad at you? Is he is he going to say something about it? You know, because uh, I, me personally, I don't mind. You're going to be paying. This is this is my philosophy on it, and I don't know if that's this is going to be good throughout into the ethos. But this is my philosophy on it, and I'm just kind of, uh, you know, unapologetically me. I'm I'm transparent. I've been transparent on the mat. You guys know, I mean, I got a, a podcast called Off the Mat, and that's, you know, everything just ties in together with everything jujitsu and uh, related or not. So, um, you know, as far as where I'm from, Texas, USA, you know, this is capitalistic. You vote with your dollars. If I'm going to get mad at you because you're paying me, and then you're going to go and you're going to train elsewhere, 
but you come back, you trust me, and you're paying me, I can't turn around and be like, hey, you can't be training over there. Like you, if if I'm your home and you're going out and you're training with the homies and you want to get better, man, more power to you. Hopefully, like, uh, hopefully not doing it in a time where like we have training, you know, because, you know, I've seen that and I got annoyed. And then like, I mean, I didn't say anything, but my professor did and it was rightfully so. And then it's like, uh, you know, I'm, you know, it's funny because like things trickle downhill, but that's just a whole nother story. But, you know, you got to You don't have to be mindful if you're in the right atmosphere. But are you going to be um, respectful to your coach and your gym in a way where you're going to go train, but you're going to train whenever like there isn't training going on? That's something that could be an issue or you're not even allowed to go train. Like I'm over here talking like, um, man, that sounds very strict. Some coaches, some professors, some schools, you're not allowed to go train anywhere else. Not even at like open mats. You can't go to a open mat where, uh, you know, it's all affiliates uh, welcome and um, and go out there because not the gym that's hosting it, but because of the gym that you train at, there's limitations. So some people, you know, they don't mind that. That, ca- that caveat, uh, that limitation that's put on your training it's okay because it may be traded in for um, um, training with world-class people already. And I believe that they're the best in town. So I don't need anybody else's perspective on jujitsu to get better because I'm constantly growing and getting sharper in my way. And man, that's a philosophy. And I'm not going to say that's a wrong philosophy at all. That's, that's a, that's, that sounds like a good way to go about wanting to be elite, you know, and it's not, it's not my way, but it sounds like it would be sound. (laughs) So um that's basically everything for the list that i did have here whenever it came to choosing a gym you know what kind of people are around what kind of professors do you have you know and you know it doesn't even matter if your professor trains as kind of, i mean not not trains but if your professor competes like uh you know some people some people i guess want to see their professors compete because they want to feel more comfortable about their, what they're learning, I guess. I don't know because it's been put out there recently and it's just kind of makes me scratch my head because my professor, uh, man, he competes he competes every so often and I love the guy and I trust his technique and I, and I, and I love who I'm learning jujitsu from. You know what I mean? If I, if I uh, put the value on when's the last time he competed at IBJJF, then like I feel like I would be shortchanging him and I would actually feel like I'd be disrespecting him in a way where it's like, man, this guy's, he uh, he knows jujitsu and he knows concepts and he understands what good jujitsu is. But, you know, are you going to be, um, you know, this is on you if you want to value your professor because of how, when's the last time he competed. Having an active jujitsu professor is awesome. It's very, very awesome. I mean, I do it. Like I said, the last time I've competed was last year. Uh, 2021 it was my first black belt competition and I got third so I believe that as long as I've been uh, in my in my every belt that I've had so far I've competed and I've put it to the test and I've been in the mix and I've been able to hold my own and uh, you know there's times where I felt like I thought I was you know one of the best and uh, you know that's it's a good feeling but Marilla Bustamante used to say uh, you you can't be too happy when you win you can't be too sad when you lose just got to keep pushing it on right so it's it's those things those things that help you gain perspective lessons grow and uh 
got to be open-minded, but it's all a matter of like what it is that you want to accomplish, what it is that you're looking out to, to achieve whenever you put that gi on and get on the mat. So there's there's beautiful things to draw from from every type of gym that you step into. What I would suggest is whenever we walk away from this podcast is just understanding what kind of gym you're going into because that's going to help you choose more effectively what you're getting into, how long you're getting into it, the type of people around is it, you know, the atmosphere? Is it is it aesthetically to your liking? You know, all those things. Every gym has a different personality. It's a different family. So check it out. Whenever you guys PCS, my, my military folks, man, it breaks my heart every time I say that because it's like, damn, it's like like the good people, the good families. And then it's like, yeah, we got to go. You know, countrymen, the Baileys. Um, I hope Andrew and uh, Coco never have to leave. But you got like Christina and Steve that had their kiddos with us, man. The Carters, uh, man. So many folks, man. So many awesome people. That uh, Omar, Omar that just split here recently. My my TACP guys are still here. Um, you know, Mike Mike is still around with me, and uh, and even brought in more friends with Matt, and uh, even bringing in other folks, man. So um, those military guys are amazing, and uh, you know, I'm just basically calling y'all shouting you guys out because i love y'all and this episode i guess would be very effective for you as well um if you haven't been training jujitsu before you walked into the gym or if you just stumbled into a gym and maybe you feel like this is what jujitsu is this is maybe a good episode to look at and um just to kind of help you uh come to a realization of where you're at and then understand that there's different kinds of uh atmospheres out there hopefully my gym knows that hopefully everybody listening knows that but whenever you do decide to go find uh, you know, another place, whether you be moving or whatever the reason may be, keep these things in mind. Cause there's, if it's not because the military is moving you, if you're changing gyms, there's something that you're looking for. That's going to be, uh, that you feel like is going to be a little bit more to your liking. So be conscious of that. And then you'll be able to enjoy your jujitsu journey. You'll be able to be more effective in your growth. And even if it's not more effective in your growth, like, uh, maybe, maybe you're not taking off, uh, like the normal, if you're happy about the people that you're around and you enjoy the the flow and the essence of jujitsu, you can find yourself in the perfect gym for you. If you want to be one of the best in the world and and you know that it's going to be a tough challenge, man, there's gyms out there like that. If if you want all of it, you know, there's gyms I believe that cater to all of it too. And um, it's all just a matter of like the people that are heading the gym and then the people that are also supporting the gym and then the people that are on the mat that are the body of the gym is it a healthy body all these things you can look at and if you're you're exercised in this if you're a subject matter expert you can gain a little bit of an understanding almost immediately but after this episode if even if you're a white belt even if you've even if you've never done jujitsu before i believe that these are things these are key aspects to keep in mind to uh just think about at least or you know conversate about you know i hope i hope that there's some disagreement because this is an opinion segment it's always an opinion segment with me even though like uh you know i've been doing this for over a decade i don't expect to be right all the time i don't expect to be perfect i expect to say things wrong you know and and be incorrect so um i don't intend to be that's not what the goal is but i do plan on it the corrections just like whenever it happens on the mat so I appreciate you guys, man. I hope this was a good little piece, uh, quite long for being myself. And I uh, hope, uh, you know, everybody's enjoying their jujitsu journey. You all deserve it. 
whether you're paying for it or, or however you're investing your time and everybody deserves to enjoy whenever they step on the mat and they have a gi on or their rash guard on and slap hands bump fists and, and apply their techniques in a way where it's healthy healthy for them and you're able to learn more about yourself and grow so again guys hope everybody's doing good staying blessed being safe looking forward to seeing you guys on the mat and uh man us.